Hi, I'm Cassandra. Welcome to the Luminous Star Podcast. Okay, so when triggered by any diabolical tactics, such as gaslight techniques, you might feel overwhelmed by it all. By practicing an aspect of mindfulness called self-regulatory process, this helps to achieve an effective method of self-soothing. Now, guys, this is something that I still practice today. On the Luminous Star channel, I often share a tool called self-regulatory process. Okay, now this is, well, this self-regulatory process is another way that you can calm yourself down should you become triggered by something that your narcissist says and or does. And quite frankly, any time that you may feel triggered by something or feel overwhelmed, self-regulatory process seems to be a great tool that can be a game changer. I mean, this is something that I found to be true and I want to encourage everyone to try this particular tool. Okay, if it doesn't work for you, okay, try something else. But I can tell you from experience that this is something that works for me. So, you know, if you are embracing your identity, you might come to realize that when triggered, you show signs of trauma, such as post-traumatic stress disorder to complex, to complex post-traumatic stress syndrome, right? But emotional stress depression, anxiety, as well as mismanaged and misplaced anger is something else that can occur. Okay. So, you know, this is something that a lot of people go through, especially when they discover that they have been triggered by something that the narcissist has said and or done. Some people have to go to counselors behind this, right? But the narcissist, and sometimes this can be uh, conscious on their part, and sometimes not, that they will start to pull diabolical tactics that can leave people feeling drained of energy. And all these other things that I just described can follow. Sometimes it's simultaneously. It's going, you know, it just it seems like everything is just hitting you all at once. Been there, done that. It's like, you know, you can kind of feel confused. It can be overwhelming. But when a person chooses to demonstrate their growth, this is very powerful because the narcissist may or may not perceive your growth as a direct challenge or a threat to their false self images, which can be anywhere from a saint to a martyr to a victim who cannot seem to catch a break in life. Yeah, I think out of all three, those with a narcissistic personality, they seem to like the victim mentality very much. They like to, they like to use that one a lot. Okay. Sometimes they use that one in order to make excuses for why they treated you like they have treated you or why they're treating you the way that they're treating you, which again, leaves you overwhelmed possibly. And often, you know, feeling all these other things, whereas you may have to calm yourself down, Right. But, you know, you are not your emotion, okay? You're not your emotions. Actually, the emotion is the energy in motion. So your emotions are your energy in motion. We're not supposed to be stagnant, folks. This is often why when we stuff things down, we may be stuck in the sunken place. When we start to push things down, feeling some sort of way 
about what the narcissist has said and or done is not very healthy. Your emotions are your energy emotion. Therefore, it's supposed to move at all times. And when you think about it, we are actually vibrating at all times. Everything is moving at all times, energetically speaking. Okay. So uh, anyway, you know, by making the choice to know yourself provides a clearer perspective, contrast, and confidence with thriving forward past narcissistic codependent relationships. Now, these false images that the narcissist often creates, you know, <laughs> what you may find is that they will fade when you demonstrate your growth. In other words, you are debunking all of those false images that the narcissist has created of you. This is just another way of saying that they often idealize people that they often target for source supply. This is part of that narcissistic abuse cycle that a lot of us know about. When they idealize, they devalue, and then they discard, only to try to hoover you back in. The nerve, right? <laughs> I don't even know why they even bother doing that. But anyway, the false image that your narcissist has created of you fades when you start to demonstrate your growth. And when you practice mindfulness, you're keeping the cluster B personality types at a minimum, if not at bay in your life. Now, I'm not trying to say that a cluster B personality type is the devil or they're a demon, you know, to each his own, right? Some people will debate this, but the bottom line is this, the cluster B personality types are consisting of various clusters. The key word is clusters, right? Actually, another key word is, um, or types. The cluster B personality types consist of antisocial, histrionic, narcissistic, and the borderline personality. Now notice out of all four, I only mentioned narcissistic one time or narcissist, right? And that's the narcissistic personality type. Now this being an aspect of the cluster B personality type means that every person that you may know of that has a cluster B personality type is not necessarily a full-blown narcissist. Yeah, they may have narcissistic tendencies that are maligning or over the top, okay, leaving other people feeling drained of energy or overwhelmed by the whole experience of having a narcissist relationship. But this also means that every person that you might know that has been diagnosed, okay, with narcissistic personality, they do have a cluster B personality type, Okay. And sometimes, you know, people, especially when emotions and egos, you know, start fluttering and this could be something that can be, uh, and I'm not laughing at anyone. I'm just laughing because I've, I've been through this myself. This could be something that can be, um, a misconception. And that is just because a person may act like they're a full blown narcissist doesn't mean that they are, you know, there's, there are something, there's something called conflict in every relationship, even the best of relationships will experience conflict at one time or another. But this is how people grow together, right? This is how they mutually come to agree that they're going to have this relationship and that they're going to grow. This means that they're going to be facing these conflicts head on. They're not going to be running. They're not going to be making excuses as to why they're projecting and all these other types of petty and immature things that a lot of us have done, right? At the risk of sounding like I'm speaking for everyone, I'm not. I'm kind of laughing at myself right now because I've gone through all of this stuff. 
So I just hope that whatever I say in this episode will encourage you, if not motivate you, to continue to thrive forward past narcissistic relationships. So, you know, when you choose not to invest in narcissistic codependent relationships, the cycle of narcissistic abuse has been interrupted. I want to mention something else. Contrast. Whenever you think you see narcissists everywhere, contrast will more than likely be a great tool. Okay? This could be a focus tool for you. Seek out the contrast. Okay? What does the contrast provide? Balance, harmony, and peace of mind. So this will enable visions of healthy relationships as a possibility instead of a pipe dream. A lot of people who have experienced narcissistic abuse and narcissist relationships, they often feel and or think that having healthy relationships is a pipe dream. It's impossible. But speaking as an adult, okay, realistically, it's hard enough to even make friends. (laughs) You know, it really is. But anyway, When it comes down to dealing with narcissist relationships and the shenanigans of a narcissist, a person can start to feel overwhelmed by it all. But emotion is your energy emotion. Okay? So we just went over what the contrast provides. Whenever you start to feel overwhelmed, one of the best focus tools is to seek out the contrast. Comparing apples to oranges. Say, for instance, those narcissistic relationships, right? They represent a rotten apple. Normally, an apple is full of nutrition. But if it's rotten, you shouldn't eat it, right? (laughs) Or it's going to, you know, leave you feeling not so good. So the narcissistic relationship represents the, the rotten apple, whereas a juicy orange, right, can represent your positive relationships, So this is what the contrast provides. The contrast meaning, you know, two different things, apples to oranges. So if you feel and or think you start to see narcissists everywhere and you seem to only experience narcissistic relationships and it just seems like everywhere you go, you're getting these, you're becoming overwhelmed by these bad experiences. Well, from a person who has experienced narcissist relationships, I can tell you, When you seek the contrast, you are providing yourself balance, harmony, and peace of mind. Because it, when it comes down to a narcissist relationship, you're not going to get any peace. There's not going to be any balance or harmony. Because the narcissist, from start to finish, their goal is what? Their objective is what? The narcissist supply or the supply, source supply. That's more accurate. They're looking for the source supply by any means necessary. They're often salivating over the rewards that they think they're going to get from that experience rather than realizing that it's going to cost them. So reward versus cost. Narcissistic personality often doesn't look at the cost of pulling shenanigans, of engaging in diabolical tactics. Why would they? They're too focused on the objective, which is the source supply. And besides, their personality disorder enables them to what? You see, a lot of you already know this, 
but I'm going to say it anyway. It enables them to, pardon me, not enable, it makes it impossible for them to look at the whole picture. They're only focused on one aspect of it, and that's the source supply, salivating over the rewards of what they think they're going to get, which is the source supply, and what that means to him or her, right? How good is it going to make them look? How good is it going to make them feel? Rather than looking at what is it going to cost them to try to get the source supply. And not only that, to have the source supply. Narcissistic relationship often, you know, narcissistic personality within a narcissist relationship often lacks foresight. Sometimes a cluster B personality type who is not getting you know, well, I put it like this. They're not seeing anybody about the personality disorder. They often don't see the writing on the wall. They're not trying to learn from mistakes. They're not trying to learn from poor choices. They're not trying to learn from, you know, anything else, right, that may reveal to them that they're hurting other people around him or her. Their energy body, everybody has an energy body. But when it comes down to the narcissistic personality, they're not looking at how their energy affects everyone else around him or her. They're not concerned. The source supply is what they're concerned about. That is the number one objective. And they are often fiercely loyal to their false self images from that of a saint to a martyr, to a person who's a victim, right? In life and just can't seem to catch a break no matter what they do. This is a lie. This is false. Okay, this is a farce. Very often, narcissistic personality comes off as an imposter, as a fraud, because of the many masks that they wear. And every false image that I just named has a mask assigned to it. This is often why covert narcissism is the coldest, fiercest type of narcissism there is. Well, this is okay. This is my opinion. But according to research, I, you know, I found this to be the case. A lot of people who have experienced someone in their life that's a covert narcissist, I, I think they would agree with the statement I just made. Covert narcissism is very, is slippery, okay? Is very, is an underhanded way of silently misusing somebody else's energy. Okay? So, a person who has experienced covert narcissism, they're being emotionally, perhaps, bullied, if not emotionally blackmailed due to the gaslighting, right? And to keeping the deep, dark, dirty secret of the covert narcissist in plain sight. How does that work? Well, they're being emotionally manipulated to keep the secrets of the covert narcissist. What is the secret? The secret is they are being mistreated and they're being emotionally manipulated to keep that secret for some from they're keeping that secret from everyone else. Yet it's in plain sight. It's in the open. You know, just let that sink in for a minute. A person, I, I just say the most hideous form of narcissism is covert narcissism because a person is being bully to keep the secret of the one that they are being mistreated by. Yeah. So when a person, 
realizes that they are outgrowing the narcissist relationship, what else is happening? They're a catalyst of a much needed change. They may not be conscious to it yet, but making choices or challenging oneself to make the choices or make choices that naturally bring about necessary changes in life is very powerful. So, okay, let me just break that down. When a person realizes that they are outgrowing the narcissist relationship, they will naturally start to demonstrate their growth, not only to the narcissist, but everyone else. They are a catalyst of a much needed change. So they're challenging themselves to make choices that naturally will bring about necessary changes in his or her life. And not only that, that affects those around him or her. This is a positive way to inspire other people, if not motivate them to what? Thrive forward past narcissist relationships. They may know someone in this type of situation. And see, when them, when, with them having such knowledge, they can be a great influence. They can be a great motivation for people who are in that situation. Okay, so a person, they're learning how to make the adjustments in order to what? Become accustomed to existing as a person who chooses differently than they used to choose. And breaking that down, that means that a person who demonstrates that they are outgrowing the narcissist relationship, they will naturally begin to make choices that will reflect that as well. And of course, the narcissist may feel threatened by this. Their false self images are being challenged. What does that look like? That means that they can no longer claim victim. They may try to claim a narcissistic injury, but guess what? Sometimes when narcissistic personality expresses narcissistic injury or they play that out or they use narcissistic rage tactics, what is, what is going on? They can actually injure or damage or cause the other person harm. It's like a person who's claiming to be injured and when they are acting that out or when they're expressing that, they are injuring someone else. Just picture that for a minute. This is often what happens when narcissistic personality claims narcissistic injury. It's just the, it's just the what is that term? Different sides of the same coin or the opposite sides of the same coin. You have a person here who's the target of the narcissistic injury, right? Because what? They are being projected onto by the person who claims to be hurt. Yeah, it's just, you know, and when narcissistic personality, sometimes when they start to gaslight others into uh, believing or buying into their perspective of their reality, this is also why some people may feel triggered by the whole experience because they're being gaslit into believing in a reality that just doesn't exist for him or her only in the mind of the narcissistic personality. This is sometimes why people may feel um, that they're in a twilight zone, almost like Groundhog Day. Things are just repeating, not getting better. It's like a nightmare that just doesn't seem to end. A narcissistic personality, sometimes they will attempt to pull a telekinesis 
And what does that look like? That means that they may attempt to alter a person's sense of time and their reality. Therefore, when they start to gaslight, it takes more effect. Okay. And this is, uh, this, you know, this is unfortunate, but very often when a person is starting to feel triggered, if not overwhelmed, this is often why. Okay. Because they are in a narcissist relationship. They are experiencing the narcissistic codependent relationship. There are subtle signs of codependency in every narcissist relationship. So when a person starts to demonstrate their growth from all of this, they are choosing to not invest in these types of relationships anymore. Well, the narcissist is not going to be on board. They're not going to help them in their efforts to what? Thrive forward. The narcissist is the last person that's going to help someone to get over him or her. I say, forget about trying to get over the narcissist. Just continue to grow past him or her. So when narcissists create false self images of other people. Yeah. This means that they're tolerating the source supply. Pardon me. They're tolerating the person that they're targeting for source supply. That means that the narcissist is trying to sometimes gaslight a person into believing that he or she is someone that they're actually not. And this is so the narcissist can obtain a source supply. That's just like the narcissist telling you that you are a rabbit, but you may actually be a beautiful swan. But the narcissist is trying to gaslight you into believing that you are someone that you are not. Very often, a person may start to co-sign or they may become uh, a person who they may be a person that they don't like very much in the narcissist relationship, but outside of the narcissist relationship, they may start to find out that they're a good person after all, but the narcissist is gaslighting them into believing differently. So this is why sometimes a narcissist relationship can be like a twilight zone when a person experiences parallel reality. The narcissist is experiencing that relationship one way where the source, where the person that they're targeting for source supply, right? They're experiencing that relationship in a whole different way. So therefore you got this big, just, just, just big mass, right? This big reality that just doesn't seem to be, it's, it's very surreal, like I said, twilight zone, parallel reality, tele telekinesis, all this wrapped up into one. No wonder people feel overwhelmed sometimes. No wonder they can become triggered by something the narcissist says and or does. The narcissist sometimes will use key words to spellbound some of those that they have targeted for source supply. This is a Svengali narcissist. I've done a few videos about that on my channel, Luminous Star. Check it out. <laughs> But yeah, the narcissist sometimes can leave a person spellbound, making it even harder for him or her, right? To get over the narcissist relationship. But I say, forget about getting over, just keep on growing past. And how can you do that? Well, you can have a support base, tool number one, have a support base. A support base more than likely will have focused tools designed to help you to do what? Focus. Yeah. Focus on thriving forward. The key word is focus. You want to focus on your steps. You want to focus on thriving forward past narcissist relationships because the narcissist will not be on board for that. 
This is often why I say narcissists are not supposed to be a part of a person's support base because they're going to try to dismantle it. The narcissist doesn't get anything out of a person growing past the narcissist relationship. Those subtle signs of codependency are there. Okay. They're, they're very much there. So when a person starts to demonstrate their growth, this is a great and powerful thing for him or her. Not so much for the narcissist. Tool number two, make sure that you start to practice mindfulness. What does that consist of? Practicing mindfulness is practicing self-preservation. That gets a bad rap, I know, but that means you're taking care of yourself. Having the ability to become a little bit more assertive. This doesn't put anyone on the defense. Now, the narcissist may try to make you believe that they're offended by what you're saying and or doing, but no, narcissists, they often like to offend. They don't easily become offended. That's a myth. They pretend to simulate, right? Or they, they, they simulate an emotion. They simulate expressing emotions. So in other words, they may pretend like they're having an authentic emotion when they're actually not. Okay, they're pretending, they're acting, they're, they're enacting. So when you start to practice mindfulness, you're practicing self, you're practicing self-preservation. Uh, you are also becoming a little bit more assertive. And you're practicing having personal boundaries as well as emotional discipline. That means you're not becoming reactionary by something they say and or do. This is where your self-regulatory processing comes in. You're soothing yourself. You're calming yourself down when they say and or do something. You're not buying into their perspective of reality when they start to gaslight, when they start to repeatedly put you down, right, and let you down. That's part of the big cycle there. They repeatedly rinse and repeat. They put you down and they let you down over and over, almost on a daily basis. Tool number three, try something new. Learn something new. This is going to naturally come to you anyway when you're demonstrating your growth. It's not going to be such a hard thing to do when you know you're outgrowing the narcissist relationship. You're going to start showing this, and narcissist is probably not going to like it, but you're not trying to... You're not trying to get into a fight, perhaps, with him or her, right? But it's going to come naturally to you. And I'm speaking from experience, by the way. It came naturally to me to start, what, planning things without including the cluster personality type, right? I started making choices without consulting him or her. You can, too. Some of you have already started this. And you can already see that this is exciting. This is positive for you. So try something new. Change up the routine a little bit. I don't care if it's something as small as getting new pictures for your bedroom or getting new pictures and putting those up in your house or painting a room or painting your house. Just something different, something that is tangible and it reflects is different. It's a change. See, narcissists don't like change, but Perhaps you're open to change. Being the catalyst of a much needed change is something that's very powerful, perhaps, for you. 
I certainly hope I've said something that will motivate as well as inspire you all. I'm Cassandra, and I am so glad that you have joined me today for this podcast. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other. And friendly reminder, there are podcast episodes that are available on a weekly basis, actually daily, okay? Just go ahead and click on the link there for the podcast and a whole list of episodes should come up for you. Until next time, take care of yourself. And I hope you come back and join me again. Mwah.